boobs itchy. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I was mad because I... I got I got my new bras. They're so very excited. They're I love so this. One. Well, I bought I bought this one. I just keep flashing Amy. I bought this one, and then I always because I always I'm like, well, I gotta buy a nude one too because like you need it for under light colored shirts. You have to. You have to. Mm-hmm. But it's cute too. Oh, good. So then I treated myself with this one. The sparkly. Yeah, it's a little it's sparkly. It's so cute. It's very cute. Um, I like it a lot. But then I was mad because I walked to the grocery store today and then I was like, great. Now I back sweat on my new bra. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I have gauze pads shoved under the band of my bra because my skin ripped off from the band aids and the tape and. Mm-hmm everywhere all over my body but specifically in this one spot and mm-hmm. it like bled and everything it is right under the fucking band of, of my course. bra of course of so course now i just shove because i don't want to tape anything else to my body again because i don't mm-hmm. want to make it worse again so now i just shove gauze under my bra band because i am a sexy motherfucker i should do that for my back sweat that's a great idea. We should all be putting gauze under our bra bands. We really, really should. We, you know what? We talk so much about bras on this podcast, and I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Don't hate it. It's banshees and booze and boobs. <laughs> <laughs> banshees and boobs. Uh, a, a paranormal a podcast with a couple of overflowing cups of liquid current. <laughs> You come here for the boob puns. You came to the right place. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, that reminds me. What was I going to call today's drink? Oh, I remembered. I remembered. I remember because it's very funny. Um, Oh, unless you changed it. No, I did not change it. I did not change it. Because Ithamar has been helping with coming up with, like, drink titles. And Mm. last week when we did Urban Legends, he was like, what about Urban Cowboy? Boo. I was like, that's good. That is good. That's pretty good. But then I knew you, were, you had the drink. It was just Bloody Mary, so. But uh, but for today, we're doing, what are we doing? Oh, more, well, you know, we're going back to our roots. We we are. Haunted bars. Why not? Although, because yes, it's Banshees and Boobs, but also Banshees and Booze. Yeah. So why not go back to haunted bars? Because as it turns out, they, they're all haunted. I feel like. Every bar is haunted. Yeah. No matter what By topic me. we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> by your spirit mm-hmm. uh whatever topic we're doing i feel like it goes back down to a bar again yeah. like whether we do like haunted savannah or haunted what do we do when i did captain tony's saloon uh, haunted bath no no well haunted bathrooms of mm-hmm. course led to bars yeah we did... i did pig and whistle which was at the That's right which well, is a bar it is a bar now it used to be a restaurant it was restaurants mm-hmm. yeah oh Haunted restaurants, mm-hmm. which restaurant and bar, yeah, you know, whatever, yeah, um, yeah. So we just, you know, we were like, let's just go back to our roots and haunted mm-hmm. fucking bars, because we'll never run out of haunted bars. No, we will not, and we will never run out of drinks to drink. Mm-hmm. So we're good. Um, so today's drink, you know, honestly, because it's haunted bars, we can do anything we want. Yeah, my bar specifically is in Memphis, Tennessee. So I was going to make a Tennessee Mule, which is just Tennessee whiskey and mm-hmm. ginger beer. And then I was like, oh, my God, I have made more fucking mules on the show than any other drink. Well, I'm kind of tired of it. You'll see how I 
avoided Bloody Marys because, but I was doing Bloody Mary. I had to. I know. When you, when you said you were doing Bloody Mary last week, I was like, oh, I guess I could do a mule because we've done so many Bloody we've Marys so and many so many, many mules. Marys, yeah. um, we laid off the champagne for a while, though. Oh, we were doing yeah. a lot of champagne drinks for a while. Um, so, yeah, so I was like, um, you know what? It's a free-for-all, but this bar in Memphis, I was like, okay, I'll do the, a Tennessee mule. Okay. And I was like, I don't have Tennessee whiskey, and neither do you, I don't think. No. I think that would be Jack Daniels. Uh, is that Kentucky? Yeah, I don't That's know. That's Kentucky. My bad. Uh, anyway, and then so I went onto the website of the bar that I did to see what their specialty cocktails were. Perfect. So I could recreate one. Perfect. They only serve beer. So I was like, you know what? We've been doing a lot of beer. We've been doing a lot of wine. Been, so I'm just like, what do I feel like drinking at yeah. the early hours of a weekend morning? Girl. I want a fucking Greyhound. I love freaking grapefruit juice me too love vodka mm-hmm. um i just love it it's a perfect morning morning drink yeah. and we haven't done one yet and ithamar hates grapefruit juice so oh. much i love it it's my favorite juice in the world so i'm just happy to find someone to share it with tammy <sighs> i love grapefruit juice I and it. i love vodka and that is what we're drinking oh my gosh it has nothing to do with the theme but the title of oh yeah it does. the title of this drink because we're doing haunted bars is Sometimes you want a ghost where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you escaped your grave. I'm improvising this. You want to haunt where you can haunt. The bathrooms are all the same. You want a ghost where everybody knows your name. Cheers to Ted Danson. To Ted fucking Danson. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm, I lost my mind, though. Oh, Ooh. wait. How far are you into The Good Place? Season two, okay. episode four. Okay. I can't talk about it in case no one knows the spoilers yet. Yeah. Um, talk to me in code. I'm trying to remember. There's a part where Ted Danson is a bartender, and I did not see okay. it. Yeah, it's, oh. it doesn't spoil anything. But it's like a little but cute little throwback. I lost my mind. I have the the biggest cute old man crush on him in this yeah. show. Oh my gosh! So when that twist happened, I got a little sad. I know, but then his character is still so good. Yeah, he just he's so his little like face and white hair reminds me of my stepdad Keith, who I like. Mm. Adore. I don't have a crush on him. <laughs> That's weird. Okay. Uh, I adore him so much, and I just have like you know a little sweet spot in your heart. Of just course. like I just love you. And when I see Ted dancing, he reminds me of my stepdad, and I'm like. That's really nice. You're so, I love you so much. Yeah. Um, and his little bow ties. Are right. Just so cute. Dapper. So dapper. You guys, you can't not love him. And when I was a tour guide at Universal, we would drive through that's the set of The Good Place because it's in the back yeah. lot of little Europe. Yeah. And so the sets were totally transformed. Of course, I didn't watch it back then. So I would just bullshit my way through. I'm like, and this is. Welcome to the good place, everybody. <laughs> Look at all these frozen yogurt facades. <laughs> I have no idea what they yeah, mean, yeah. but I did not know a thing about it. And now that I'm watching it, I'm like, damn, I wish I could go back yeah. on that tr- trolley again. Not trolley, tram. And yeah. like, and actually like appreciate it more mm-hmm. because what a fucking good show. Yeah. Oh my God. It's really enjoyable. It's funny too because now there's there aren't that many episodes of it which Mm-mm. is a little unusual for network television i was surprised but i think network television is now just like look it is inhumane to try to make people write 22 episodes of a show and then ask for people to watch it yeah it's i mean too much i am grateful as a person who watched every episode of er 
I am grateful that we're not doing that anymore. Yes. We're still kind of doing it with like Grey's Anatomy maybe. Like 24 episodes of a serial. I think they do. Yeah, but I don't watch Well, no, I don't know. Because like, well, Scandal's my only comparison from Shondaland because I watched Scandal quite a bit. I watched Scandal. I've watched the first season and then a little bit of the second season. I think they only did 12 episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. That's good. I mean, yeah, it's like more... Yeah, we don't need. Let's go like more like BBC series where like exactly. everything was so limited and like, but like stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need freaking like a hundred episodes of a series. You know what I did the other day? I was did not choose to get out of my bed, so nice. I <laughs> the way I'm saying it, I actively chose to stay in my bed, um, and I watched all of Faulty Towers. <laughs> My favorite show. Literally my favorite show. Oh my gosh. We have it on DVD. I also have, um, I got at a used bookstore, a a book of all the scripts for the episodes. Wow. It's really fun. My dad had one of those for uh, the Holy Grail, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. He's got the the, like script book. Yeah. Um, It's so fun because- even reading it because it's such a phys- there's so much physical comedy in yeah. that sh- series in Faulty Towers, but reading it, it's still so funny. Yeah. And when we wrote our pilot, it's I yeah. called it a haunted Faulty Towers. Mm-hmm. It's surprising how many people know that show because you don't yeah. think that they do. And then I'm like, are you familiar with Faulty Towers? And not one person so far has said no. Yeah. 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 I love it. Oh it's my perfect. god, it's so good. It's perfect comedy makes me laugh so fucking mm-hmm. hard. <sighs> I want to rewatch that now. That's you a should. good show to watch it's when you're not getting out of bed. It's uh, it's only like twelve episodes, yeah, half hour episodes, and they so. fly by so fast uh-huh. too, it's so fast. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, that makes me think of our pilot and it's how good it is, guys. Aww. We wrote a very good pilot. I'm We're just gonna say, amazing writers. We are amazing writers. It just needs a few tweaks, and then it's gonna get made. Which is why we podcast. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone is interested, uh, you can't read it because we didn't copyright it yet. Oh, yeah. um, we have a lot of fun pilots in our minds. We, we just got to get them on the page. Yeah. Yeah. Out of your mind. Out of your dreams and into, into your... my car. <laughs> I, was... I was trying to transfer that hard word drive. into hard drive. hard drive. There we go. Get out of my dreams. Get into my hard drive, baby. Get into mm, anyway. Should we just do our podcast? I guess. I don't great. know. Did we say this was we, Oh no, we said this was Banshees and Banshees. Yeah. yeah, great, 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 great. So yeah, guys, haunted bars. Haunted bars. I don't know which one you did, and I am so oh, excited. Yeah. Should I go first though? Because you went yeah. first in the last one? Sure. No, but you have a uh up goes and personal. I do have an up goes. Do you want to go first? Might as well. Let's hear it. Let's hear, hear it for the pun. Podcasts. Wow, you guys, we we're are... not in sync today. No, no, it feels we weird. weren't making eye contact. That's why. Yeah, you so were that you were reading, and I was drifting. All right, ready? Look at my eyes. Let's hear it for the ghost. <laughs> I panicked. I panicked. <laughs> Tammy's face was so cute. It was the cutest face I've ever seen. I just le- I leaned into my, how uncomfortable I am with musical improv. I just leaned in. Also, I have not improvised in so long. I'm actually going to join Ithamar tonight on, for an improv show, mm-hmm. and I'm so nervous because it's been forever. I'm teaching it. 
You know those who can't yeah, do teach. Of course. Uh, I teach it, but I haven't actually performed in so long yeah. because I've been teaching. So it's really – I'm telling you, I had this exact thing happen to me where I – you know, I'm doing the – I do the kids show for so long. But it's so structured that, you know. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't done just like straight up long form improv in a while and I got invited to guest and I was very nervous because they're a great team that I admire greatly. Uh, and I was like, oh no, but I, it, it comes back. It comes back really. I feel like it's got to be like a muscle. It is. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, hopefully I don't disappoint people. What's that like, though? Do you and Ithamar regularly improvise together? No. Have you ever improvised together? Once. And it was with, like, a group. And and I don't even think we had any scenes together. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so last night, real quick, yeah. he has a, a two-person show that he does called Blank Ricas. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a mono scene, and it's just him and one special guest, and they will just improvise a mono scene where they play the same character the whole time for like 20-ish minutes. And his his guest last night was one of our dear friends. And she, the traffic last night was something was up. I don't know if freaking like the reincarnation of the Beatles came back to play the bowl, but it was insane mm. traffic. And so she, um, they were the last group to go up during this hour. And I was there because my puppet group that I coach was performing next. So I wanted to watch their show. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'll come in and I'll watch Blank Rikas and then I'll be there for the puppet, my puppet team. And so it got to the point where she was like texting Ithamar updates about how bad traffic was and oh she was gosh. stuck and she didn't think she was going to make it. And Ithamar was like, was like um, I don't know what we're going to do. And I was like, I know I can like yeah. – I can pop on. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I'll just go on. And he's like, okay, cool. And immediately I had to take a giant poop. Yeah. Like right away. I was like, but I haven't done this in a really long time. So I immediately had to poo and I was getting so nervous. But then I was like psyching myself up. I was like, you know what? You got that. It's just there's like 10 people in the audience anyway. Who cares? It's going to be fun. Do it for each other. It's going to be so fun. And then she showed up right in the nick of time, which A, I was relieved. And B, I was like, oh, man. Yeah. I was like, put me in coach. I'm ready. (laughs) Uh, But also just reminded me like, why are you getting so nervous to improvise? I've never really improvised with Ithamar before. Yeah. And he is really good. I'm fascinated by this concept of improvising with a significant other. I know some people, it's like their brand. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And I know a few people who that's their brand. And I'm like, I have never really done it. So tonight we were invited by a friend to perform in like a, it's going to be a group thing. So, mm-hmm. but, um, but then last night we were talking and he's like, I would love for you to actually be a guest. I was like, <laughs> okay. You know, oh my God, I, I think it could be, be fun. Blank Rikas is going to be Enriquez. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Two Enriquez. <Yeah. laughs> I have to let him know. All he listens to this podcast. Bless uh, his heart. He's listening right now. Um, that's I don't know how to fun. tell you this. This isn't the radio. <laughs> He's not listening right now. Oh, my God. Uh, but he shout is, out. Hi, Ithamar. But he is listening right now through time and space. Because we're such good improvisers. Yes. We're connecting right now. It's amazing. It's so amazing. All right. Should we talk about ghosts? Yeah, let's talk about ghosts. Mine's pretty short. Okay. Mine's not. Perfect. So 
You don't know what I did. No, and you don't know what I did. I but don't. But now you know it's in Tennessee. I do know it's in Tennessee. Okay. Um, well, mine is in Chicago. Love <laughs> I avoided New York because I was like, Amy, get out of there. I decided to pick one. I did the same thing where I was like, there's places that have been a whole bunch and there's like one or two stories. But I picked one that had a bunch of stories. And I have no idea if I've been to this place or not, which is a really good sign for a bar. You probably have been there. I've probably been there for half of a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've definitely been in this area, so we'll we'll see. Okay. I chose the Red Lion Pub in Chicago. Mm. It was originally built in 1882. It's on the northern outskirts of Chicago. Uh, what or what was then the northern or the outskirts of Chicago? Mm-hmm. It has since grown up around mm-hmm. it. Uh, so uh, the neighborhood was uh, uh, kind of a kind of a rough part of town. Uh, that's Chicago. Uh, you walk one more block, and there will be mansions. Uh, John Dillinger saw his last movie in the Biograph Theater, which was across the street, Mm. before he was gunned down by the G-Men in the alley right outside. So that's why I know I've been over there, because I went on a haunted tour, and we went to that area. Oh, shit! Al Capone and his uh, organization of mob soldiers and crew hung out in this neighborhood during Prohibition. And in the 40s, uh, the Red Lion Pub building was a Wild West-type saloon uh, that respectable people stayed out of oh um, it was described as a quote real dump uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the the second floor housed a flourishing bookie joint which was you know super illegal um the third floor was used as apartments until recently they've become storage um and throughout the years various businesses came and went uh there was a produce store laundry blah 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 uh Let's see. Oh, uh, so it was rescued um, by a well-known Chicago architect whose name was uh, John Cordwell. Um, he was an Englishman, thought it might be fun to renovate this into an English-style pub. Renovate? Mm-hmm. How about reno-hate? <laughs> just warming up. Just warming up for We're this just getting show. getting there. Warming We're up. on our second drink, mm-hmm. y'all. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so when he died, his sons, uh, con- his sons and wife continued to rub the pub, run the pub. Who run the pub? Son and wife. Uh, <laughs> so sorry. I do not apologize. The, do not apologize. So his son Colin is now the owner of the place. Okay, stayed um, in the family. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Okay, so now it's like cute and hip and adorable, but. Great news. It's, it's super fucking haunted. Um, it is haunted by no fewer than seven different apparitions. That is a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. So, A or one. <laughs> There's a scruffy looking cowboy. Mm. Um, a psychic by the name of Sheila Bitely. Sheila! 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 Uh, visited the Red Lion, saw an ill-groomed apparition of an unshaven young man in his 20s who's wearing Western clothes and cowboy boots. Sounds hot. He does. Mm-hmm. Also, because it used to be like Western-themed, remember? Right. When it was a, quote, real dump. A real <laughs> Okay. So psychically Yelp saw reviews that. of the 1800s. Uh, second, this is two in one, two male apparitions. Um who died 
from a fight. Okay, Mrs. Cordwell, who's the the architect's wife. Yes. Okay, using her psychic abilities, oh, kept that secret, um, has seen a young male apparition that has black hair and a beard wearing a black hat in the company of a blonde male apparition with, quote, Slavic-looking broad face <laughs> oh okay are you ready yeah using a ouija board <gasps> no no she found out the blonde male apparition can we just say the blonde dude yeah uh, had temper issues i mean oh yeah hot-blooded blondes mm-hmm. uh he had killed the black-haired man in a fit of anger over a gambling debt oh brother and typical the son colin was working downstairs one night he heard a crash on the second floor ran up the stairs uh what <laughs> he flew up the stairs to investigate he found the cricket bat the previously unmentioned cricket bat hmm. uh, that had been hanging on the walls of display oh had been thrown across the room <gasps> uh no one was there uh at the time and uh he suspects it was that blonde apparition i don't know why he suspects that but we're all throwing cricket bats around um okay so also food servers on the second floor restaurant have had their food trays knocked out of their hands uh, with the entrees going flying across the restaurant <laughs> convenient now as a waitress i have definitely had that happen uh-huh. to me it's not because i'm clumsy and have bad upper body it strength it's not no because of that it's the ghost it's the ghost they're in every restaurant i've ever worked in um and patrons who are eating on the second floor hear their names being called <gasps> by a male voice no okay so there's also a uh 1920s era female spirit um that mrs cordwell has seen mm. uh she's all flappered out and Love whatnot it. oh my god a chicago flapper okay and guess where she is i just want you to guess Tammy, I'm going to guess the women's bathroom. Of course. Um, But I do like her a lot because she will hold the ladies' restroom door shut on the second floor so female patrons or workers are trapped in the bathroom for 15, 20 minutes. No. (laughs) No. That's horrifying. I love it so fucking As long as you're trapped in and not out because, like, when I got to pee, I got to pee. That's a really good point. Like, I can't be locked out out of the bathroom. Like, well, it's been a while. I'll just go again. I guess again. I'll go again. Yeah. When you know me, the more nervous I am, the more I have to pay. Yeah. So yeah. I'd be like, fine. I'll just sit on the toilet and continuously have a stream of urine coming out of me. Um, there is – I'm going to skip some of these because they're <laughs> – it's just like, how do you know this is a different person? I think it's because of the Ouija board use is why uh, they're like, there are seven different uh, spirits Oh, okay, here. okay. Um, oh, I see, yeah. So uh, there is uh, – um, uh, this one, a female entity, a woman died from an epileptic seizure in the restaurant area. Um, and so, like, as a result of the seizure, seizure, she couldn't breathe. Um, so that's how she died. And um, some patrons in that area have felt their throats constricted so they couldn't breathe for a moment. Um, and they say that it's it's her trying to share how she died, which... I think is it's like, honey, we know how you yeah. die. You don't got to do it we to us. It. Yeah. The last one I'll talk about is uh, the renovating architect, John Cordwell. Um, he thinks his father, Robert Cordwell, uh, haunts the place. Hmm. After completely renovating the second floor, John put a beautiful stained glass window in over the stairway to the second floor, placing a memorial plaque underneath it as a dedication to his father, who was an artist. Um, and he had no headstone in his grave back in England. Hmm. After doing this, 
the following manifestations began. Mm -hmm. John felt that the window and plaque really pleased his father, who had told John that he would come back and visit him after he died because, quote, there is a spirit world. Aww. Good for you, Dad. Yes. Um, let's see. Oh, the pianist and John, the pianist in the place, uh, have both had friendly taps on the shoulder when no live human being was there. Mm. Uh, John claims that his father suffered from dizziness near the end of his life because of physical problems. And this phenomenon uh, described is uh, caused by his father. <sighs> Who wrote this? I'll tell you who wrote this. It was hauntedhouses.com, which is one oh, of my favorite I love websites. Com. So I guess hauntedhouses.com was fucking drunk this day, and like that's coming from me, who is actively drunk. <laughs> but like, who's to blame? Hauntedhouses.com or Tammy, who didn't fucking proofread this? Mm, I had to proof my read mine right before we got here because I hadn't, and I was like, ooh, good thing See, I did. I was gonna do it this morning, and then my walk took a little longer than I thought oh, it was going to. So anyway, I guess people get dizzy. Is what I'm assuming. Okay. That makes sense. Um, that makes sense. So, I, yeah, you're. it's like that residual energy. Like, people absorb that like a sponge, and then uh -huh. they, they take on their physical shit. Um, and so I guess last thing I'll mention is that there are, like, a lot of paranormal investigations that have happened there. Ooh. Um, and they almost all have things show up in various ways. So it seems like it's super-duper effing haunted. Fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, next time I'm in Chicago, I want to go back because – yeah. Oh my gosh! I bet it's still—is it still like a dump? No, I, I mean now it's cute. Remember, because I don't of Colin? go to dumps. Oh, because Colin helped. Just Colin, kidding. I definitely yeah. go to dumps. Colin owns it. Yeah, yeah, dumps are the best. Yeah, they renovated it, and the ghosts mm -hmm. are mad, but the customers are happy. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I feel like we have a red. Don't we have a Red Lion Tavern in Los Angeles? Yeah, didn't Ithamar have his birthday there? Yes, it's like in Los Feliz. Yeah. Like, yes, we do have a red lion. We do. Maybe it's popular. It's cousins. Yeah, maybe Aww, they're cousins. They're cousins. I could see that place pubs. being haunted. Yeah, it's got those like dumb waiters in the wall and uh, everything. Like, uh, something about that, I'm just like, mm. dumb waiters freak me out because mm -hmm. no one builds that in a modern building yeah. or like renovates it and keeps it. So There's you like know. no purpose for it. Like, you know, it's super haunted. It's got to be haunted. It does seem feel like a little dungeon y too, mm -hmm. which I thought was kitschy, but I'm like, oh, no, I think that there's like definitely some history here. It's probably someone's house. It probably was. Because it's yeah. like, it's small, but several like floors, mm -hmm. several, you know? It's like, a, what is it? Casita del Campo? Yes. That place, I think, used to be a house. And it's got to be haunted, too. Yeah. That place is cool, too. They yeah. do like shows there and stuff. Yeah, they do. Yes. Um, That was awesome, Tam. Thank you. Um, I love doing haunted bars. When I was like researching, I actually, for some weird reason, had a hard time choosing because... There's so many. And I, I was like, you know, I want to do one in Salem, Massachusetts. Because how yes. have we avoided Salem, Massachusetts what by now? What is wrong with us? All right. But maybe we can say Salem for more closer to Halloween. Mm. Just thinking about it. Just thinking about it. Um, but I did try to find a bar in Salem. And uh, weirdly, most of it was just like little blips. Little mm -hmm. blips. Da, 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 da. And I was like, that's not enough. Um, there was a, a package store, like a liquor store in Salem, and I just wanted to do it because the name of it. Oh my God, what? Oh my God. I didn't do it. I mean, it's haunted, but it was just like like one little story. But the name of this liquor store oh is. Oh. It's Bunghole Liquors. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and it's been around for a really long time. Why is it called Bunghole? 
Look, if this were, <laughs> if can't. this were, I'm sweating. If this were our other podcast, the Tamsplain cast. What does bunghole mean in history? Is there a reason? There is. Because I just think of buttholes and like Beavis and Butthead type of like bungholio. Like, yeah. Okay. Sh- certainly. Tamsplain it to me because I was like, why has no website mentioned the fact that this, this store is called Bunghole Liquors? So here's the best part about uh, this. Okay. I know for a fact a bunghole is a real thing and it's not just butthole. What? Is it? I was thinking maybe people used to smuggle liquor bottles up their bungholes. But I during <laughs> that's a picture. Or to get drunker faster, you do like you do that. You chug beer up your bunghole, upside down. Okay. That's a thing. Okay. Not since I've been in college. Hey, but... I knew about vodka on tampons, but <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard about that too. Ugh. You can get yeah, you hurt. put. Uh-huh. Yeah, you could get real hurt doing these things. Guys, yeah, don't, do don't do that. We will that. never Just do that. On drink. This Just drink. Jesus Christ. God. Do it the old fashioned way. You. Like, take your time. Jesus. God. Uh, have you noticed that I've distracted you for a long time? Because I know it's a real thing. I feel like it's something to do with ships. Like, it's like a naval thing. I have an idea. But I'm not sure. The Let's make it up. Hole was a liquor locker in pirate ships where all oh. of the alcoholic booty that they stole went into the bunghole locker. Booty bunghole. Okay. Bo- oops. <laughs> I accept it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so that's our answer. Uh, anyway, I didn't do any of that as my research. <laughs> I did a bar in Memphis, Tennessee mm-hmm. called... Uh, and forgive me, ladies. It's the first name of two sisters, um, Ernestine and Hazel's. Aww, I know. And I'm, forgive me because I wasn't sure how to pronounce Ernestine. But, yeah, it's just like it's spelled. So yeah. I'm just going to say that. Uh, my source was, uh, a, I guess, a spinoff of Vice.com called Munchies.Vice.com. Mm. Um, it was an – this – I'm about to read you, like, basically a transcription of an interview with a bartender and manager named Karen Brownlee. She's been an employee of Ernestine and Hazel's for 13 years. And this place is so fucking haunted. And because she's been there alone at night many times, she her stories are incredible. Mm-hmm. So this is Karen Brownlee's uh, accounts. I'm so excited and scared. Oh, my gosh. So I'm reading it in the first person. But it's not me. It's Karen. Okay. To be honest with you, when I'm at work, I don't really like talking about this stuff. I just get an eerie feeling because I feel like the spirits might be listening and I feel like I'm disrespecting them or something. It's crazy, I know, but I don't know how to explain it. The Ernestine and Hazel's building originated in the late 1800s when it was built as as a church. Uh, Then it was a pharmacy and sundry store and then an old jazz cafe and brothel before it became a bar. Uh, so from a church to a brothel to a bar. Yeah, that right. sounds about right. Yes, it does. Uh, so there's a lot of unsettled spirits in here. The brothel was upstairs. Ernestine's husband owned the club. And all of the jazz musicians used to hang out here. Ray Charles used to stay upstairs and do heroin and mess with prostitutes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ernestine and Hazel were sisters. Uh, they came here in the mid-1950s, and then Russell George uh, reopened it on St. Patty's Day in 1993. Hazel died in 1995, but Ernestine, she didn't die until 1998. She and Russell became really good friends. She told him all the stuff about the place, and they used to hang out. But having worked here, 
we've experienced it. Russell, who was the previous owner, committed suicide upstairs a year ago. He made this place what it is today. Weird stuff happens here all the time, though. I've been here by myself and heard the piano playing upstairs. Sounds like people are wandering around talking up here. All those rooms from the brothel are still upstairs. Paranormal types are always up here spending the night. You can't take a picture up here without an orb in it. They're everywhere. I heard through the grapevine, though I'm not sure if it's true, that some of the prostitutes were killed upstairs. I want to change it to sex workers, but this is her direct direct words. Um, uh, They were killed upstairs. I'm pretty sure all the spirits here are women. So I bet they're all pretty cool. I'm into it. Yeah. I never really studied any of that stuff, and I never believed it until I worked here. But there's no doubt in my mind that there's something in this building. I feel like whatever's in here will take care of me because I've worked here for so long. I respect the place. There was this guy who used to work here for 15 years. He went upstairs one day, and I swear he came running down through the bar, out the door, all the way home. He will not go upstairs to this day. Whoa. He saw something in here that scared him to death, man. He couldn't explain what it was. It's mainly been upstairs that I've dealt with, except downstairs, the jukebox sometimes comes on periodically and plays songs at random. Whoa. And this happens all all the time. You can ask my customers this. We'll be sitting here talking about something and the jukebox will blare on a song pertaining to whatever we're talking about. It's real weird. Uh, and this is, I've read on several accounts, this is like a famous, like people have experienced this jukebox playing like oh. a random song um, that as if it's listening to them. Okay. So one time my coworker and I were talking about James Brown on the day that he died. All of a sudden, the jukebox blared on out of nowhere, scared me half to death, and started playing, I feel good. Oh, what an eerie song, too. It's such a fun song, but it's also like, (laughs) just hearing it. I feel like I'm hearing it echoing in an empty bar. Like, (gasps) that's great. I needed a drink for that. (laughs) Okay. Ow, I feel good. (laughs) Uh, Another time, a paranormal investigator was in here talking about exorcism and stuff with Russell. And all of a sudden, the song by the Rolling Stones, Sympathy for the Devil, started playing on its own. I swear. That's what she says. (laughs) I think the only time I really got scared was when I was standing at the jukebox and it felt like somebody touched me. So, like, just hearing songs play randomly on a jukebox didn't scare her. Just being touched. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you can take pictures and see faces in the walls. What? Heck, I've got customers who go upstairs with their little gadgets and stuff. I've been up there when they've had their flashlights on, and when I come in, they go, Karen's here. And the flashlights start going on and off on their own. That's when I get up and leave. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel like the spirits like her, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can hear every now and then voices. I really can't can't make out what they're saying, but people are talking. Everyone used to think that the cleanup guy we had for years was crazy because he'd say that as soon as he'd walked into certain rooms, they'd say, he's here again. Oh but I God. definitely believe it was – it. Uh, I definitely believe it after working here for 13 years. Not a doubt in my mind. I've also had people making fun of the place. One night – this is a true story – some people were sitting at the bar making fun of ghosts and trash-talking about Ernestine and Hazel. Oh, no. Ugh, we do not trash-talk oh, ghosts. Oh, no. hell no. All of a sudden, uh, the lights started getting brighter, dimmer, brighter, dimmer. <gasps> 
until it was as bright as sunshine in here. They freaked out and left. Amy, Amy, <laughs> that's like when I was at Bordner's and I was like, have you ever had any ghostly experiences? And he was like, yeah, but normally not when it's like busy like this. And then the fucking lights turned out. <laughs> I thought so of scary. that. I thought of that when I, I read know. this. I know. It's so scary. God, I miss Bordner's. We got to go soon. Okay. Um, that was so hard. easy. That was so it's easy. literally down the street. <laughs> I mean, like, we parked right across yeah. the street from it. God, that's dangerous. Uh, okay. I've had all we- all kinds of weird experiences with money, too. One time we had a money bag go missing. Couldn't find it. Looked everywhere. Then one Friday, literally five years later, I was shooting pool with one of uh, my coworkers. It was dead as heck at the bar. <laughs> I knocked the cue ball um, off the table, and it rolled underneath the couch. We picked up the couch, and underneath it laid a money bag with cobwebs and stuff all over it. I called Russell, and he's like, I have no idea where that came from. The next Saturday, another coworker was shooting pool. Same thing happened. <gasps> Knocked the cue ball off, went under the couch, no. picked up the couch, and in the exact same spot was a money bag no. full of money. Oh, my God. Yep. How fucking crazy is that? What? Also, ghosts that just keep giving back money, but five years later. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm like, oh, I feel bad whoever was on shift that yeah. night. I was like, probably got fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so here's the last one, and it's fun. Oh, my God. And good. You might not really want to hear this last story. Oh, but I do, Karen. But it's a true story, and this was when I knew something was in here. Aww. It's really good. Like I said, I've been working here a long time. In 2007, my 24-year-old son got killed. I was at work and found out that he had gotten shot. To make a long story short, this was how I knew that Ernestine, I think it's Ernestine, was watching out for me. When I came back to work, I was sitting at the end of the bar by myself and I was crying. I said, God, please give me a sign that my kid's all right. It used to be when I got freaked out in here, I would just start talking to Ernestine. I know that sounds crazy, but sometimes you're in here by yourself. It can get a little creepy. I said, Ernestine, please give me a sign that my kid's all right. Out of nowhere, this little baby bird came walking up to me right over from one of the booths. I looked down. Oh, wait, you got chills. I looked down, and the little bird walked over to an iron gate where the door was open, and it flew off. That was my sign that my kid was okay. When I started talking to Ernestine and the bird appeared and flew off, it was weird, man. And just then, this little lady came in that I've never seen before in my life. She walked in and said, Hey, are you okay? I don't know where she came from. Never saw her again. But I started talking to her for a little bit about everything. And you know, that lady left my bar. She came back about an hour later. And she had brought me a sterling silver necklace with a bird on it. I have such crazy fucking chills right now. I don't know what her name was. She gave me that necklace and a big old hug and left. I never saw her again. Now, is that not something right there? She came back with a necklace with a bird just like that. True story. I'm not lying about that. None of it. Russell said, Karen, Ernestine is watching over you, man. I've never really been scared in here ever since. I'll hear weird stuff. I'll blow it off. I love this place. It's like my home. I've met so many good people, had so much good stuff happen to me here. Some people get real eerie and freaked out, but I don't anymore. Oh, she crying. I'm crying. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I always say ghosts can like scare the shit out of you, but also like stuff like that, like those kinds of stories. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. And that like that little bird that was that was Ernestine mm-hmm. and was like, "Be right back. Mm-hmm. I got something for you. Yeah, I got to communicate with you, but I'm going to come back as a human to do it." 
I mean, and it's because she's not afraid. Yeah. It's because she's loyal. She's faithful to that place. She's been there. She's not not scared. And yeah. I love that so much. I love that so much. Yeah. So freaking cool. That kind of stuff you can't explain. You can't explain that. Yeah. It is not a coincidence, you know? I love it. I love it. I love that we're like, oh, now you can tell I'm one and three quarters of a drink the way in <laughs> man the human experience you know we're all just humans walking around being human and who knows who knows what compelled that lady to do that right you know exactly and if she even like remembers that or if that was important to her or if she felt drawn to that place or you know like yeah like i need to come in here yeah and then, like not even get a i mean maybe she got a drink and paid in cash but yeah. the fact that, that she never knew her name mm-hmm. or any of that and they compelled to give someone a, a stranger a hug yeah i don't think i've i mean maybe i was really drunk but i don't yeah. think i remember ever hugging my bartender yeah. <laughs> i probably have i'm gonna plead the fifth on that one uh <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's just like you get what you need sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I, you know, we talk a lot about spirits, but also like, let's give it up for humans. Yes. Sometimes we are, are vessels for good. Yes. And, uh, absolutely. When you feel compelled to do something that you're just like, I don't know, I just feel like I need to give this person a hug. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know. Perhaps like a spirit taking over you and telling you what mm-hmm. that person needs. And yeah. yeah, we're vessels for sure. Or did that little bird transform into this human woman yeah. and give her what she needed? You and never then, know. Yeah. Like you just you just never know what people are going through and you know. I know. You never know. It's easy to get cut off from everything and Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's real easy. I know. <laughs> Yes, it, it's really easy when you're a bartender at a bar by yourself and you're sad because mm-hmm. your son got murdered mm-hmm. and you're crying to like not just like turn to the bottle, yep. but just asking for a sign and like talking to Ernestine. I love which that. Which is so sweet. Man. So cute. I know. So that is the story of Ernestine and Hazel's Bar in Memphis, Tennessee. They only serve beer, I think, even though the Yelp page says full bar, but their yeah. menu just has beer. Um, but yeah, if you're around there, check it out wow yeah and go visit karen hopefully she still works there i mean yes yes pretty cool <sighs> amy yes Tammy. that was amazing thanks this was great thank so you many haunted bars so much i loved that so much and thank you munchies.vice.com and karen brownlee uh-huh. and ernestine and hazel mm-hmm. sisters mm-hmm. so great mm-hmm. um guess what what i have an up ghost and personal i know you knew that uh, I'm going to act surprised anyway. Okay. Oh, my God. I do. It's yes. great. So uh, this <laughs> past uh, weekend, yeah, this past weekend, I was in uh, Colorado Springs. We were we kind of a family get-together uh, to uh, spread my grandmother's ashes uh, in Helen Hunt Falls. And it was lovely. It was wonderful. And... Um, while I was there, there was a lot of drinking, and <laughs> yes, as we do, as it should be. And um, I uh, compelled my brother to tell me his ghost story on my uh, voice memo app on my phone. Nice. I have not shared it with Amy. She has not heard it. I have not heard it, and I will not hear it until we post this episode. See, this is I'll do anything to get people to listen to the podcast, even Amy. Great. I have to listen to us talk for an hour. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to drop it in here right now. 
But. Uh, my point is, you don't have to worry about anything because this is a this is a family vacation. And Slash, we're scattering your dead grandmother's ashes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Not too fine. <laughs> But Slash, we're scattering our dead grandmother's ashes. That might be happening. Which could happen tomorrow. We're not positive. Yeah, that's true. You know what? Nothing's said and done until it's said and done. Uh, But I recently heard, and by recently I mean a million years ago, and I'm finally getting around to it, that my brother has had a paranormal experience. And I have gotten him drunk and possibly high enough (laughs) (laughs) to talk about it right now. I also did not give him the requested five minutes to gather his thoughts. I said, no, No. sit down. So if the story seems rambling, I apologize. (laughs) So here's the story. So this happened to me... Uh, this is when I was living with mom and dad um, after I had moved back from college. So this would be like maybe like 2010 or so. Um, so I had heard from my friends about there was a mall. It was in Allen, um, Texas, and it was shut down in the 80s. And I'm not exactly sure why it was shut down. It was just, but basically they shut it down and then they left the building there. Um, so I had heard from my friends that there was this abandoned mall and like, you know, it was really cool to go there because you had to sneak in, you know, and it was all, you know, creepy and whatever. Uh, so we decided to go there one night. So we snuck in and we went in there. And so the very first thing is, um, so we went into, if you can imagine the, the entrance to a mall, like a department store, they have the glass doors and there's like a few of them in a row. Well, if you imagine that, but, like, none of the glass doors are there. So you go into this, like, it's a wide entrance, but it's not very tall, you know, above your head. So we walked in, and, you know, we get into this place, and, you know, of course, it's at night, so it's really dark, and this place is just a wreck, you know. Um, There's uh, insulation fallen everywhere, like, the ceiling has caved in everywhere. You can see, like, ventilation pipes that have clearly fallen, and just everything's completely, there's just... There's just shit everywhere, and you can't even really tell, like, where the department stores used to be and where they weren't. Um, So, we went in, and we had walked a little bit, and so there were a couple of things that we had heard about this place. Well, first of all, the obvious one is we had heard that it was haunted, you know, kind of nonspecific. Uh, we had heard that there was a graveyard nearby, supposedly, so that was the reason why it wouldn't be, it would be haunted. Um, we had also heard there were strange rumors about, supposedly, there was like a homeless person living there, and I can't remember, because I heard two different stories, there was either that he owned a jackal. What? Or, yes, or... He was like... Can anyone own a jackal? 
I well, apparently he did. It was his demons. Oh, oh, okay. You know, he could own it. Well, so then, the, but then the other the other story that I heard was supposedly the her, the homeless person could transform into the jackal. Now like that the, one I buy. Like the homeless person and the jackal were the same thing. But it was. I've read animorphs. I get it. Yeah. So it was like he could he could more. So you know, we had heard all these crazy rumors, but we didn't really believe them. So, and who who all was with you? Or you don't have to say names, but how many people? Um, it was me, and it was four four other guys. Okay. Yes. So we walked in past these doors, you know, these glass doors that aren't there, and we got about like maybe fifty feet in or so, and we're just kind of admiring the place. Oh, this is so weird! Like, what's going on here? And um, we heard a noise behind us, kind of just like you know, like a like a shuffling ruffling something like that you know and so I turned around and what I saw was so in the door that we had just come through um near the right side just like a very fleeting I saw something like there and then just move right around the corner and to me what it looked like is it definitely looked like like a woman in like a white dress that was Shut. like tattered You're and so mouth. Yeah, and oh so here's the thing that was that was the weirdest to me because, like I said, so so I, I I whipped around, I glanced it, it 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 just kind of it was fleeting, you know. It was like it had already been moving very fast by the time I caught it, and it had just moved around the corner. Yeah, and the thing that was creeping me out about it is it had this weird. It didn't look like somebody running where their body would be like up and down. It was like she had a clear, like she was diagonal. Like, she was floating, like, from, like, this. Ugh. And so I immediately was, like, I looked at one of my friends and I said, did you see that? And he had seen something. So we rushed outside because we thought that maybe, you know, I mean, like, with this mall being torn down, like, maybe there was some kind of fabric something that had, like, blown in the wind and, you know, yeah, some yeah. kind of something attached to the front. So we went out there and there, there wasn't anything out there. Like, we looked for a long time and there wasn't anything out there. So, we were a little freaked out by that, but we decided to keep going, because we were already there. Um, so, we kept going, and we went into this area that was, like, and so this mall, like, so there was a fountain at the middle, but obviously it's just, like, disgusting at this point. That is so scary. <laughs> yeah, so we went past that, and there was an area where there used to be a food court, and another one of the stories we had heard was that there, that somebody had, there was this guy who apparently had, like, committed suicide in this food court, for some reason. Oh, God. Um, Dad's about to come inside. It's okay. It's okay. We'll edit it. He's <laughs> not going to be able to. That was so fast. That was fast. We're recording Andy's story. It's cool. We can edit all this out. <laughs> Dad doesn't know what's going on. We're recording Andy's story right now. Okay. <laughs> Okay, three, two, one. So we... <laughs> We've never done that. I'm leaving all of that in. Let's go. <laughs> um, so we walked into this, like... Okay, the food court, and there was a food court story. Right, so okay. the food court story was the guy, he had, like, supposedly killed himself. And, like, we, we didn't know why, again, like, this mall got closed in, like, the 80s, so it was kind of, like, the... Yeah. And this is all anecdotal. Um, but we had heard that there was a guy who had killed himself, and supposedly he was, like, crazy. He was, like, raving or something. So we went into this food court area, and it was pretty creepy. 
Um, just, but like, you know, it was just cause it was dark. So there was this time where we decided for whatever reason, cause we were trying to like get some creepy stuff to happen. So we decided that we were going to turn off our flashlights and we were just going to kind of stand in like a circle, like, and we were just going to kind of listen and like, you know, see whatever we could see. So we, we were standing in a circle and like, we weren't, like, holding hands or anything. I mean, it's a bunch of dudes, you know, like, we, <laughs> but we were just, we were just, we were, we, I mean, we were 18, you know, we were, like, probably homophobic. <laughs> but we were, like, holding hands, we were, like, not, we were just, like, standing in a circle, and You're then... like, I don't want to die, but no homo, dude. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, we're, Toxic like, we're like, well, we're gonna get, yeah, we're, we're gonna get possessed here, but... but no. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so, like, we were just standing there for a couple minutes, and we kind of, you know, it was, like, creepy, we didn't really hear anything, but then, so, like, I, I was, like, kind of, like, we had been standing there for a few minutes, nothing happened, and I was, like, okay, guys, like, let's, and, and I remember, so, Teggy was one of the per people who he, he had his phone, like, he was one of the people who he had, like, a light or something, it was either yeah. his phone or a flashlight or something, but he was one of the people who had a light. So I was like, okay, Teggy, like, this, like, okay, we've done this, like, why don't you turn on the light, bro? And so, and he didn't answer me. And so, like, I looked to my left, because Teggy was, like, standing right to my left. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I was like, Teggy, can you turn the light on? And then he was like, he, and he told me, like, okay, wait, I got it. But his voice came from the right side. So what happened to me was, and this is all in the pitch black... So, uh, we're in this circle, and I'm like, okay, like, Teg is next to me. Like, I can feel him standing there. And yeah. then, like, my other friend is standing next to me, I can feel him standing there. So, I'm, like, talking to Teggy, like, knowing that he's standing right next to me. And then, Teggy, when I asked him that question, and he responded from the other side of the circle, I literally had, like, a shaggy moment, like, well, if you're there, then... And, I, and as soon as I kind of, like, went over to, like, what is that? I felt... Like, this, so again, in pitch black, so I could only kind of feel the presence of a person, I felt it, like, come towards me, Ugh. like, immediately, quickly. Fuck. And I screamed, and then that freaked everyone out, and we, like, got our flashlights, and then we, like, like, kind of calmed down, and then we, like, eventually made our way out. But so, so, we left, and we were just like, Whoa, like, I don't know what happened, because I wasn't the only one who had, like, been having freaky, like... Yeah. Other people had told me they've been hearing things, they've been seeing weird shadows and stuff, and so it was just crazy. But so then, um, even after that, uh, for, for a couple months afterwards, we would all get weird, weird feelings, and a couple of my... A couple of them, like, actually thought that they were, like, being pursued... <gasps> By, like, some kind of weird... And it was weird because, like I said, the first thing I saw I thought was a ghost. Like, that was the first thing I thought. Yeah. I was like, that was a ghost. But then the second thing was, like, something, like, something something different than that. Yeah. It, it was something different than that. And like, so you then, think it was, like, evil. Yeah. And, and so then, for a couple months afterwards, like, yeah, I don't know, I would just... I would, like, get in the shower... And I would, uh, uh, they, they would always call it the, the you get the, the eyes, basically. It's, it's the, the feeling when you think that somebody's looking at you. Ah. And I would get that. I, I would be, like, in the shower, and I would get, the, I would get that. I would feel like there was somebody watching me, like, somebody ah. in there with me. And it was just a weird, and I'd, like, I, I know there was nobody there, but it was just, like, a weird feeling. And then I'd, 
I'd hang out with these same people and they, they tell me kind of similar things. They'd be like, Oh, I was, I was just doing this. I was alone in the back of my work, you know, and doing yeah. this. And then I just got this weird feeling of somebody like, uh, somebody watching me or something. And do you still feel this way sometimes or do you think it went away? Um, it, it went away. I, I think it was kind of, we were all kind of like pretty, pretty freaked out by it. And then I think as it kind of calmed down. And so actually, and, and so I don't know the exact timeline behind this, but I know that it tore, tore them all down for sure. Oh. I, th- I think it wasn't, I don't think it was at the same time that we stopped having these experiences, uh-huh. but it was like pretty soon after it was like within six months of us oh, having been there, I man. think. Cause it was, it had become, I mean, it was an eyesore. It had been there since the eighties, yeah, but at the yeah. same time, I think it had become a thing where a bunch of people knew about it. And it was just like a place where people were, kids were like breaking sure. in and so. Some real Dave Snook types. Yeah. So, uh. <laughs> so yeah, that was my that was my one ex, that was my one paranormal experience that I've never. I don't know. I still to this day, like when I see those people, like sometimes they'll they'll ask me, like, "Do you remember that night we went uh. to that mall?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, I cannot forget that." <laughs> uh. Hey, man! Thanks for sharing. No problem. It was sorry. It was awesome. We're drunk and also. <laughs> That's okay because it's Banshees and Boots. Thanks, Mom. Wow. Amy, pretend like you listened to it. That was amazing. What was your favorite part? The part <laughs> The part where your brother was like, and then the ghost thing. Cause I was like, oh my what? God, that was the best part. My favorite part too. You too? Yes. It's one of my favorite parts. Oh my gosh. Amazing. This, I actually, I haven't actually listened to it yet myself. <laughs> I mean, I, I checked it, but I haven't actually listened to it myself, but I do distinctly remember my mother chiming in from the background a couple of times. Yes. I can't wait to hear that part. <laughs> we were all fairly intoxicated. Oh, ghost interviews when you're drunk is our jam. Also, it's Colorado. There were substances involved. Also, um, it's Colorado. Very elevated. Yeah. The alcohol hits you fast. I kept getting warned, so I was hydrating quite a bit. You got to hydrate. You uh-huh. don't want to get a big sick and altitude sickness, right? Yeah. I guess it depends on where I was, you are. I was worried. I did not yeah. experience altitude sickness. The closest I got was I, we did the thing and then we walked back down and then I was like, I'll be right back. And I went back up by myself because mm-hmm. I'm a Leo and I needed things to be about me. Uh, so I was like, please don't drive off. I'll be right back. <laughs> so I hiked back up. I mean, it was short, you know, but I was booking it, you know. Yeah. Uh, you lose your breath a lot faster in Colorado. Tell you what. I got up there and I got to that tree and I was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So sad. You think you're in such good shape, yeah. and here's, then you're like, "Here's my special moment." Uh, hold on, one second. Uh, uh, okay, well, a little lightheaded. Anyway, just wanted to say, oh god, my back is so sweaty. Uh, Not your fault. It's yeah. just the elevation. It's just the altitude. Uh, oh, oh how yeah. fun! Substances and alcohol on the, a yeah. very uh, elevated plane. That's beautiful. It's I a mean, beautiful thing. it was elevated. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. Hmm. Um, Fun. Yeah. So hope everyone enjoyed that. Thanks. Thanks for sharing, Andy. Sorry. Thanks, Andy. I enjoyed it. Sorry, I uh, uh, did not wait for full consent. I <laughs> knew he was he was drunk. Altered. No, just and kidding. I, That's a very right. bad. <laughs> right. Boy, did I sound like a white man. <laughs> 
our greatest fear. Oh, um, thank you so much. And thanks for capturing thanks for being on business while you were like doing wow. such an emotional uh family you know oriented was? journey. My dad was like, What if this place is haunted? And I was like, I'm not working this weekend. But then like, it made me it made me think of it. So I did it. I well, mean... no, you know what it was too? They road tripped up there from Texas and they listened to our podcast while they were driving. Oh my God. I know. Bless their little hearts. Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now that when people I know now listen to the podcast and everywhere we, it's like, do you think this place is haunted? I'm like, off duty. <laughs> off duty. Although when it's haunted, I mean, you don't have yeah. a choice, yeah. but I'm like, I don't want to think about it right yeah. now, please. Yeah. <laughs> Um, thanks so much for yeah. that. Um, cool, cool. So everybody, mm-hmm. if you have a story to share with us yes. as well, please send it to upghostandpersonal at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And you should follow us on Instagram at Banshees and Booze. And follow us on Twitter at Banshees and mm-hmm. Booze. And um, what else? This uh, rate, please rate and review oh, and yeah. subscribe. We have not begged people to do that in a while. I know, and we would really appreciate it. Uh, thank you to our Canadian and Netherlandian listeners. Did I say that right? Netherlandian. Nether Nether Netherlandian. Yeah. Amsterdam. Well, we look at our stats sometimes. Let's and call we it Amsterdam. We have quite. A good amount of listeners in Amsterdam. So yeah. shout out, want to visit? You yeah. got some live podcast festivals? Hook us up. We'll be there. I got a I got a passport. I do as well, but it's in my maiden name. Can I still use it? No. Great. Got to fix that, mm-hmm. and then we'll come out. Yep. Great. 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 Maybe summer. Maybe spring. Tulip oh, season. Wouldn't that be lovely? Let's do it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the invite. We'll be there. <laughs> And, uh, and uh, oh, Tammy, yes, Amy. If you see a ghost, I prepared this time because shit, of our I have nothing. Well, it, because of our terrible performance last episode, I was like, I literally, did you see me do this? I picked up my flash drive so that I would remember the thing I thought of. Uh oh. So I knew as I was holding it, I would remember. I don't have anything. We to should do. start cheating and writing things down. I know. We I should. I shouldn't have said that. Don't say it on the mic. But we're definitely gonna cheat and start writing things down during the podcast. Okay, set me up again. Okay. Hey, Tammy. Yes, Amy? If you see a ghost, smuggle some booze in your bunghole. <laughs> yes! I can't beat that. Come on! I won't ask you to. The flash drive trick worked. It worked. It worked. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I like, definitely don't have anything. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. I gotta have something, right? You killed it last time out of nowhere. Oh, man. Uh, I just try to think of little things that, like, we said. But then, mm-hmm. like, you know, I get, like, all caught up in the stories. And, yeah. Like, you know, there was emotional ending to mine. And yeah, da-da-da. there really was. You know, let's just stick with smuggling booze up the bunghole. Thank you. And call it good. Call it a day. Let's call it a day. <laughs> um, I don't know. No, Should I try? Good. No. Good. Fuck it. Let's go out on a good note. I love it. I love it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, was this the episode where we sung the Cheers theme song? Yes, yes. it was. Great. Sometimes great. you want a ghost. Sometimes you want a ghost where everybody knows your grave. How's that? Uh, that has nothing to do with our, our uh, end. But you where know, everybody knows your greyhound. Isn't this a greyhound? Holy shit. I drank all of mine. 
Sometimes you want a ghost where everybody knows you're greyhound. That's our show, folks. Thank you very much. Oh, we went out on a low note. That's my fault. I was desperate. Desperate. No, it was perfect. All right. We can always edit this. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.